Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast, a podcast where me and my co-host, Emily, talk about NASCAR for hours a week, three days a week, and hope that somebody listens. I am Samuel Stubbs, one of your co-hosts. That is, well, you can't see her, but imagine you can see her. That is. I'm Emily. I am here, even if you can't see me. <laughs> we're, we're both here in spirit, I guess. Although, I mean, you're listening to us, so I guess we're not completely just here in spirit. Um, I was thinking, Emily, that this was going to be a, a relatively straightforward show. We talk a little bit about Bristol Dirt. We'd preview Martinsville. We'd talk a little bit about Cody Ware and his situation. And they'd be short, maybe even under 20 minutes, which would be incredible. And then Chase Elliott had to drop a bombshell on us, so appreciate that, Chase. Um, so now we have a lot more to talk about than I originally intended, but you know yeah. what? That's okay. Um, but before we actually... Welcome back to Chase this week. Yeah, welcome back to Chase. I no longer get to make hospital room news, jokes yeah. about Kevin Harvick and Stuart Haas Racing, but all good things must come to an end. So, But before we do that, we have to get our life update, check-in, humor, rhetorical questions. So if you have any of those, Emily, now would be a great time to go ahead and share those. So it seems mine are unique, typically. Not typically. Literally, always about food, it seems. I mean, um, food is great. Why not? I, I love Goodness, you could hear that squeak. That was my sonic straw, speaking of food. Come. Uh, so, crowd, crowd, sonic, oh my gosh, I'm making a mess. Um, crowd, sonic, person, no, listen, here's what I'm giving this about sonic. This happened while Samuel was in town. Anytime I go and it's not, like, afternoon hours or earlier, so, like, evening, night, you know, they get my tea wrong. Oh, and so dear. I decided maybe after a certain time I need to stop ordering tea. Because here's what, I order sweet tea. And half the time, it's unsweet. Oh, okay? that's terrible. If I get it late. It's an injustice. I'm convinced that they run out of Right? And they, they, instead of saying, hey, we're out, instead of making more or whatever, they just give me unsweet tea. That's just for, why, why would you not just tell the people that you're out of sweet tea? Because then I get home, I'm unhappy, because I have unsweet tea, yeah. and I have to sweeten it myself. Now, thankfully, if I'm heading home, not a huge deal. I can fix it. I'll drink it. Whatever. But that's not what I wanted. I wanted sweet tea. Yeah. You know? You kind of got robbed. So. Slightly. So what am I doing right now? Sweetening my own tea. Again. Personal problem. Okay. Personal problem. I can handle it. I can handle it. But it's just kind of You're grown up. You can do this. A sweet tea. Oh, no. I, I get that. Um, it seems as if we, uh, we will not be getting... Um, any sponsorship from Sonic in the near future, but if they're messing up your sweet tea order, I think I'm, I'm okay to sacrifice that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. As yeah. for me, not a lot of stuff's happening, to be honest. What's your um, well, you're going to be shocked to hear this. It's about sports. It's not about NASCAR, because we're not into that part of the show yet, even though that is like 99% of what our show is about. Uh, but I am very excited tonight. I'm very proud of the team that I'm about to mention. 
the Oklahoma City Thunder were projected to win like 21, 22 games this year with a really young team with their lottery draft pick out for the season with a, a broken foot. And somehow, some way, they slipped in to the playoffs. I have no clue how they did it. Well, it's it's a play-in tournament to actually get into the playoffs, but it's technically the playoffs. Um, if they win two games, their their reward or I guess punishment, depending on how you look at it, is to play the top seed in or maybe the second seed to play one of the two best teams in the Western Conference of the NBA, which is no small task. That's, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah. But still, the fact that they even made the playoffs or even came close was incredible. So. I'm really proud of them. Shout out to them for making this basketball season a lot more fun than I originally thought it would be. I'd still be a fan. I'd still watch all their games, even if they were terrible this year, like we expected them to be. But the fact that they weren't terrible is pretty awesome. The fact that they have a chance, however slim it may be, to win an NBA Finals is pretty awesome. They're not going to win the NBA Finals. Let me just say that. They're not going to win the NBA Finals. But... It's really cool that they even have a chance to do that because I, me and every other Thunder fan were resigned to the fact that we were tanking this year, but we are not tanking this year. So that's really cool. Um, let's see here. The Braves are tied at three right now, which uh, which makes me nervous. Um, I'd, I'd really wish they would not be tied anymore and they could you know hold on to a lead, but you know that's why baseball is a 162-game season. But... Um, I take all 162 very seriously. So, um, yeah, do you have any good jokes? I always put humor in the LEI itinerary. I don't know why, because neither of us are really comedians. We normally don't have any good jokes until we, like, actually get going with the show. But do you, do you have any jokes? No, yeah, I can't say I do. Me neither. Um, I need to start preparing a list. Yeah, we should. We should be like Michael Scott. We should just have, a like, a notebook full of jokes on hand. Um, mm-hmm. at all time, because it really so would, that would be, be really handy. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're gonna take our first commercial break, and these might even become like legit commercial breaks soon. I know I've been teasing that for a few episodes now, but it's true. It very well may be happening. Um, so yeah, we're gonna take our first commercial break. Come back and actually talk about NASCAR. We'll do a little recap of Bristol Dirt, and uh, we'll probably talk about Cody Ware in that block as well. Okay. Um. Actually, kind of time to talk NASCAR now. Shocking, I know. Cody, or sorry, not Cody Ware. Bristol Dirt. Bristol Dirt. Uh, we had a full recap episode up on, what night was that? Monday night, so we're not going to go too deep into Bristol Dirt. Maybe only for like two or three minutes here. Um, Chris Bell gets the win. Emily, just real quick. Recap, overall recap. What did you think about the race? What did you think about Chris Bell getting the win? Um, and the race on Sunday night. 30 or Bristol yeah. Dirt, by the way. I'll keep, I'll keep it clean and appropriate, as we are family-friendly. But it was a bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say it was something else. Well, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah it kind of was. Um, overall, some great racing. Uh, got to see a lot of spinning. Got to see some good competition. So, good race, good race. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. What's your opinion on Denny's finish? Because I was kind of sad to watch him. Flounder around all night. He had some damage, I know, but... It totally sucked. Yeah, I bet. I don't know what happened. One of my guys, Bubba, he had a decent finish in 12th, but I don't know what happened to Bowman. He was, like, 7th on the final restart, and then... I I have no clue. 
I have absolutely no clue what happened to him, but something did. That was very unfortunate. Um, that's going to sound terrible. I just put the mic like right up to my lips when I said that. That's going to sound absolutely terrible when I'm editing this. That's going to be really fun to listen to in post-production. Um, but yeah, decent race. Um, I'd be fine with Bristol Dirt Stain. We talked about that a little bit more um, on Monday's show, but I'd be fine with Bristol Dirt Stain. Um, this year was the best prepared the track has been. You really have to prepare a dirt track as opposed to other forms of tracks, and I think they did a great job on it. So Christian Bell gets the win. Tyler Reddick ends up in second place um, there at the end for the second straight year, and I've already kind of got him listed down as my pick for this race next year because um, second two years in a row, and, and he wants it. He, 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 I mean, he clearly shows that he's clearly, he, cle oh my gosh, English is so difficult. He has clearly showed that, uh, he's capable of running up front there each and every, uh, each and every time we go there. Um, it's just a question of actually him, you know, finishing out one of these races and, and, uh, winning. Um, next topic of discussion here, gonna be Cody Ware. Um, so I was wrong. I said he was arrested last Monday, the 3rd. I was wrong on that. He was actually booked on Monday, arrested, put in the cell on Monday, April 10th, this past Monday, um, for strangulation and assault and just a bunch of other really bad stuff that you should not do to another human. Um, so... Yeah, his bond was set at $3,000, which is an absurdly low amount for the stuff that is uh, for the allegations alleged against him. Again, it's until proven guilty, but from the allegations, it sounds like he did something pretty, pretty terrible. Um, and as sad as the whole thing is with him, uh, we, we now know who's going to be filling in. It's going to be Truck Series champ from last year, Zane Smith. Zane Smith has already uh, won two races this year in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. He's already locked his spot in, in the playoffs. And uh, he's already run a couple of cup races, uh, ran the Daytona 5, or ran, sorry, he's ran two this year, ran at Phoenix for uh, front row, ran the Daytona 500 for front row, and last year he filled in for Chris Busher at Gateway after Busher got the COVID. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think it's a solid decision. Emily, what do you think about the whole Cody Ware situation? It's it's another, like, black eye, like like a, a, a just a, a dark mark on the sport, if you will. Well, you know, I'd like to pretend to have an answer here. <laughs> what I'm really thinking about right now is my nachos. <laughs> he, he knows, Samuel knows that I, uh, I keep muting my mic. Because I'm listening. I'm here. But I keep muting my mic to take a bite so that you guys don't have to listen. Let me chow down. <laughs> my white queso. Very important here in the South. Yes, it the is. The white queso, chips, chicken, all that. So I don't know <laughs> something about racing. racing something about what right it was about racing yes it was about racing cody racing. cody where oh we are still talking about him okay. yeah i'm sorry my, i, I might have gone out for a second like a transition here okay yeah cody where dude like keep your hands off people <laughs> good advice right there How do you think this impacts the sport? I mean, it's been, I mean, obviously every news outlet's already written a story on it. I don't blame them for that, but, I mean, it's national news. It's really unfortunate, just for the sport as a whole, too, because it's a terrible look to have, not, you know, not a fan, it wasn't a crew chief. It was a driver. What's happening? 
It was the direct guys. Oh dear, am I going in and out? I may be. Can you hear me still? Oh dear. Can can you hear me still? <laughs> oh dear. I'm sorry guys. We may be we may be losing her. Um Let's see here. But yeah, I mean, I just it's really unfortunate. Um it's it's just kind of a black eye on the sport. Um You know, I can uh, hear you now. You can hear me now? Okay. I just came back. I'm sorry. My internet's a little sketchy here, so I don't know what's going on. Can you hear me? Um, yeah, I can. Um, what do you think this does for the sport yeah. as a whole? I, I get, mean... I get talking, and it was like, I, I'm like, he can't hear me. I was talking to... Talking to air. I've done that a few times. Like, I could hear Done you, that a few you times. You could not hear me. Um, yeah, but what do you, what do you think just... What do you think this does for the sport? What do you, what do you think this means to the sport? Obviously, it's a very sad thing, but, um... I mean, all the news outlets and everybody, they've already written their stories. And, and it's, not, it's not a crew chief. It wasn't a fan. It was the driver. It was the direct guy here, the, the guys that we all root for each and every week. You know, it's, it's, it's just kind of a stain on the sport. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, just like scandals happen in any sport, um, you know, it, it makes an impact on the driver, the team, how people are perceived. Oh, yeah. um, even if it wasn't people that were directly involved. Mm -hmm. So, I think it's huge. Yeah. You don't want to be a fan of someone that you don't morally agree with. Exactly. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be in that situation. Um it's un, it's it's just it's terrible for NASCAR too, especially it's been a while since we've had something like this happen. I mean, the last time I can think of something like this happening was probably Brian France, who was the president of NASCAR in 2018 when he got arrested for drinking and driving. That was kind of the last time something of this magnitude happened. Um, really unfortunate there is. I think we might have just lost Emily again. Oh, there we go. She's back now. Dude, no, I'm back. No, I'm here. You're, you keep disappearing. I apologize. My internet's terrible. Um, anyway, end. we're going to take our second commercial break here. We're going to come back, and then we're going to talk about, let's see there here. Go we're going to talk about Chase Elliott. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to talk about Chase Elliott, and then we're going to preview Martinsville. All right. Back for our third and final portion of the Below the Airline podcast tonight. Um, I do want to say, Emily, before we get into this, we have some big news to talk about, but um, just like say a prayer, have a good thought. Uh, for my dad, because he has to fly out of an airport tomorrow at 5.30 in the morning, um, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Emily, I know you don't like getting up that early. I don't like getting up that... No, he does. I don't, thankfully. I would freak out if I had to. Uh, well, I've ha I have had to, so I've freaked out before. Um, but yeah, he has to get up at like 3.30 and then fly out You're at 5.30. No, my dad is. Airport. No, my my dad is. Can you hear me? No. Oh dear. Now I can hear you. Yeah. It's not me, it's I my love dad. I know, isn't it great? It is. It is really dad. Your dad is my dad. Is he going where he was gonna go before? No, he he's not. Where he's going. No. going to go before? No, he's not. Is that where he's going? No. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, 
um, yeah, I, I told Emily, just type an answer in the chat if it keeps going out. Our, our Google Meet or our Zoom Meet or whatever it is is, is just horribly unreliable tonight. Uh, but Chase Elliott is coming back this weekend at Martinsville, which does kind of surprise me. You know what? I'm going to end the YouTube live stream. That's probably sucking up a lot of Wi-Fi. I'm just going to go ahead and end this because there's nobody here. And, try that. Yeah. Try Let me try that. I'm like, I can hear nothing. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can you, can you, can you, I apologize. If any sponsors are looking at this podcast as like the number, the, the first thing they see, they're not going to want to sponsor us at all. Cause you're like, dude, this guy got really sketchy Wi-Fi. I don't know if I trust these guys. Um, but anyway, Emily, Chase Elliott announces he is coming back this weekend at Martinsville after a six-week absence. What do you think about him coming back? Uh, or what do you think the impact on the sport will be? Um, and, and just what do you think about this whole situation? It's really, really cool that, that he's coming back. Um, it will hopefully help ratings and, and fan support. And uh, it's always good to have your most popular athlete uh, back in the saddle. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe that will bring up uh, views and ratings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, Please. I think that uh, hopefully he comes back and he is ready to come back. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he comes back and is safe mm-hmm. um, and nothing happens because obviously when you have just recovered from a surgery like that, like, the last thing you need is, like, a wreck that's going to screw you up. So. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of questioning his want to race Talladega. I mean, I know... System. Yeah, I know you're not guaranteed to be in the big one there, but still, I if he wasn't racing this weekend, if I'm him, I'm waiting well, until you Dover. You know people are going to be cringing anytime he is lost. Yeah, anytime he goes in the it wall now. Listen, I mean, it doesn't oof. have to be a big crash to have a Oh, yeah. No, you're completely right. Pressure situation. Yeah, I mean, look at Kurt Busch at Pocono last year. Look at Bowman at Texas where they got their concussions. They were not big wrecks. Um and with this next yeah. gen car, we know the safety has improved from last season to this season, but um, we still know but. it's not perfect. Um, yeah. And you know he is. It let's. It's not the fact when you recover from an injury, you're just as much recovering from the surgery that fixed the injury as you are the injury itself. You're really healing from the surgery, from like you know literally being sliced open, um, rather than from tearing your meniscus, breaking your leg. At least as someone who has had surgery, that was my experience. The injury itself really wasn't all that bad. I mean, it, it was it was bad, but it didn't hurt all that much. The guy slicing my knee open with a medical knife did, or, you know, whatever they use, a scalpel or whatever they call it, um, you know, whatever thing they, they made the scars with, you know, that was the part that hurt. So uh, I am glad Chase Elliott's better. We'll see if he's 100% or not, but uh, hopefully he is. Hopefully he is ready to go. Um, yeah. So, um, you know what, Emily? Let's actually take one more commercial break here. Um, just so I can fit yeah. another one of your glorious ads into this episode. Uh, then we'll come back. Then we'll preview Martinsville, and we'll talk about one uh, specific food item in NASCAR that is probably the most historic one out there. Okay, see, look. I thought I had four minutes Start left, food item? and now my phone says I have seven. Corned beef sandwiches. Corned beef? No, Emily, it's not a corned beef sandwich, I promise you. It is not a corned beef sandwich. Any oh, viewers? It's, it's not at the races in Hot Springs? No, that's not hot springs. Um, but anyway, listeners, oh, at least diehard listeners, y'all probably know what this is. So, Emily, do you remember when I had that background for that whatever video it was that we did, or I had the big one meatball from Talladega? 
up there. Oh, I lost my network connection, apparently. That's rather unfortunate. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening. Stuff, so whatever you just said. <laughs> do, you, do you remember... You say, can you hear me? Do you remember when I had that, that uh, no, as my not. background... Oh, uh, do you remember when I had as my background for that Google Meet video we did, the big one meatball at Talladega? Yeah. You remember that? So it's not this. I should have known. It's not this that I'm talking about, actually. I just kind of wanted to talk about the big one meatball because that's just something really fun to oh. say. Um, and it actually looks really, really good. It's like a pound and a half of ground beef um, or something like that. But the most famous, it's not really, do you, I mean, you're, you're a cook, a baker. What's the, oh, no, we lost connection again. Um, do you know the definition of confection? Is it like specifically a dessert or can it be any food item? This is so awkward. We're trying to get this Google Meet to work, guys, I promise. Um, can you hear me? <laughs> oh, dear. I apologize. I have no clue what's going on. Anyway, do you know the definition? Oh, my gosh. Do you know the definition of, of confection? Is it like a, is it like a dessert item I specifically? Hear you hear sound? Um, can you hear me? <laughs> gosh. This is a mess. Oh dear. Um, let me just ask her in the chat. So I was. I'm wondering. Do need to go? Um, do what? Um. Anyway, um, I'm. This is so awkward. So awkward to edit. Um. But anyway, we're talking about the famous Martinsville hot dog. Um. Emily probably just heard the words hot dog just now, but and nothing else. Um. But the Martinsville hot dog <laughs> has. Now she's back. The Martinsville hot dog, though, Emily, has been a staple of the track forever. I'm not sure if it goes back to this opening days in 1947 or not. Martinsville, though, has been on the track, uh, not sorry, not on the track, on the NASCAR schedule ever since NASCAR's inception. And they've actually had Pepsi as a partner at the track for all but two years. Um, they just re-signed the Pepsi contract. But their hot dogs... Uh, well, they're not world famous, but they're NASCAR world famous. It's just a normal hot dog, but you can also get the chili dog. They have onions on them and relish as well, and that is the famous Martinsville hot dog. You can also just get them plain. You can get them however you want, but the famous one is just the hot dog, the relish, and some diced onions. So, um, uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of educate you about that, Emily, educate any of our viewers. But the Martinsville hot dog, anytime we go to Martinsville, I have to mention the famous Martinsville hot dogs because they are famous. Um, so yeah, the smart, you don't have to chime in if you don't want to, but you know, do you have anything to say on the famous Martinsville hot dogs? I'd love to try one if I ever get to go to Martinsville. I mean, just for, I don't love hot dogs, but just for the sake of trying something famous and we lost your network connection again. Um, I'm just going to move on from the Martinsville hot dogs now, Emily, just so we can, you can maybe preview Martinsville with me. I have no idea if this is actually going to work or not. Um, unfortunately the weather is not looking the greatest, um, for Sunday, at least, it's looking a little rainy, a little thunderstormy, so we might have to run this race on Monday, which would be a big mood killer, but it would actually make Monday worth living through. Um, but anyway, 
Uh, let's see. Practice is at 4.30 Eastern. It's on, it's on Fox Sports 2, darn it. On Fox Sports 2, MRN, and the SiriusXN NASCAR Radio. Qualifying 5.20 Eastern on FS2, MRN, and the SiriusXN NASCAR Radio. The race is at 3 o'clock Eastern on Sunday. It's the NOCO 400 on FS1, MRN, and SiriusXN NASCAR Radio. So, Emily, if you are out there in this world, who is your poll and win pick for Sunday at Martinsville? Oh, this is a mess. Can you hear me? I hear like every fifth word. Poll and win picks for Martinsville. If you can, if you heard that. Oh my goodness gracious! This is comedy. This is this is comedy. Um, yeah, poll and poll and win pick. Oh my goodness gracious! Poll and win pick. All right. I can hear you, yes. Go ahead. Okay. Kyle Larson? Okay. Who's going to win? Hamlin. Hamlin, okay. Okay. Well, you actually kind of spoiled my pick there because my pick is Denny Hamlin as well to win this race. Um, uh, give me... Give me Larson for the poll, but give me Hamlin for the win. Um, I, I'm terribly sorry that, that this Google Meet got all messed up. I'm terribly sorry that you could not hear Emily very well tonight. Emily, I apologize for making you waste your time with this Google Meet. Hopefully it's better next time. I'm probably just not going to live stream next time we have one of these. Um, but anyway, like, subscribe, comment, share, rate us, do all that. Uh, we'll be back on Friday night. We'll be back Friday night with a, a full preview of Martinsville and the NOCO 400. Um, and Emily, hopefully you can join us on the YouTube post-race show and on the YouTube, um, or sorry, the uh, the podcast as well on Monday we'll, where we'll discuss uh, all things Martinsville. But Friday is our next episode. We're going to preview the NOCO 400. Emily, um, if you can hear us, I just did the outro. So we're telling the folks goodbye. Um, if you can say goodbye, if, if we can hear you, I don't know, you can go ahead and do that. I don't know if we can hear you or not, but you can go ahead and do that. Goodbye. There we go. We actually got that word in, of course. <laughs> it, I actually heard that one, even though I couldn't hear any of what you were trying to say earlier. So I apologize for making you do this. This is a mess. Hopefully it won't be a mess next time. But, uh, that is Emily Long, who hopefully won't be mute next time. Google, fix your product, even though it's actually probably my fault. Um, I am Sam Sub. Thanks for listening to the Below the LM podcast. We will see you all next time, and goodbye. Enjoy the race on Sunday, folks.